0: hey good morning welcome to dirty secrets of small business hello adam i'm jack mancini and i'm with my partner here adam sunhalter we're partners uh business coaches we're partners with maximum value partners i'll describe what we do here in a second and we're also here doing our podcast which we do weekly religiously it uh it it it's a podcast made out of experiences we, we incur in our coaching uh, jobs, our coaching. Uh, yes, our coaching.
1: coaching how are you pursuits, doing? <laughs> coaching, coaching practice, coaching pursuits, yes. Any kind of coaching stuff we have a lot of fun with yeah. and want to share those stories. So how are you doing today? I am fantastic, Jack. Enjoying a beautiful winter day here in uh, Northeast Ohio. Yeah, all kind of threats of big snows, but so far, so good. Knock on wood. I hope nice. it stays that way. We, we, we love the modern world where you can stay in your home and still do a lot of business You know, using technology. So you can look outside and say it looks great. And you get to enjoy the snow globe effect, Jack. It's a good thing.
0: That's right. It is, it is a good thing. So what we do, we, uh, we coach small business owners defined as 25 employees or less. Any industry makes no difference. And by coaching, we, we, uh, we've developed a standard. Adam and I have been together doing this over 20 years. And we've uh, established a, a, a standard approach to coaching small businesses. And that, that that standard basically encompasses seven keys that we say, if those are mastered by our clients, they're going to be successful. And that success means growing sustainable profits. It's, uh, it's amazing how that works if you stay with it. And it's not easy, but it's effective. And it uh, basically starts with a uh, vision, a profit plan, which is what uh, some people might call a budget. But we use that as a driving the driving report, the driving key of these seven. It kind of pulls everything together there's a lot of confusion with owners about what's next on a business and what to do in certain uh, accounting issues financial issues or marketing issues or sales issues or personnel there aren't too many good places that you can go to as a business owner to get good advice that's in in a language that you can understand and you can get excited about it and with these with these coaching engagements that we have we take an issue that comes out of those those uh, coaching advisories, if you will, and that's what we we make our seven keys about. So we then make what what appears to be a a problem that's solved. We then make that give you our opinion on making a uh, uh, podcast. So that's what we do, basically, and. Uh, we have our, our Dirty Secrets of Small Business. That's the name of our podcast. And we have a lot of fun with this stuff. We ramble around. We aren't highly structured. We make our points. And uh, if anyone has questions, they can certainly uh, contact us. And Adam will give you questions or answers on how to do that. But uh, today, you know, we've been helping people buy and sell companies. And finance their companies, get get lines of credit, get you know different packages uh, pulled together. And one of the things that we also coach our clients on, because they're small business owners, is when they're selling a, a deal, how do they avoid? How do they avoid remorse? Maybe you've heard of remorse. Maybe you haven't, as it relates to buying and selling companies. A seller's remorse is what we're going to talk about today a little bit, and go off, uh, go off on wherever it seems to go off on. Don't get good. too good. Don't get too complicated. <laughs> so that's where we are, Adam. That's right. What did I miss? I'm sure I missed something. Well, that's but,
1: okay. uh, no, that's yeah, one of the areas that that that, that, that makes uh, Jack and I a little unique when it comes to small businesses. Our experience with buying and selling companies, and. You know, when we say that, you know, the, the idea is, you know, first of all, you know, I spent the first part of my career on Wall Street helping people buy and sell companies, and it was a lot of big corporate stuff to start with, and then I got more into entrepreneurial stuff, and as you guys probably know if I'm listening here, Jack's personally bought, fixed up, and sold five companies, and then I recently bought a company too, so we, we, we've we we've been through the process a lot, we've helped a lot of our clients, Jack's when we've helped people through this process a lot, and so one of the things we like to do is kind of shine a light on some of the common things that start to kind of happen, that maybe you kind of hear about, so you know, maybe you've been involved in a deal. Maybe you've you've you, you've seen or heard about this whole idea of seller's remorse. There's also the flip side of that, which is the buyer's remorse. We want to focus more on the seller remorse part today because, you know, there's something that, that, that came out in, in the news recently that kind of triggered this, uh, kind of at the top of our mind to kind of just make the point. Because it's, it's often a very misunderstood thing that happens in terms of why it happens. And especially when it comes to the small business world, in terms of why why would somebody decide to sell what seller is more somebody decides to put their business up for sale and then doesn't sell it they pull the plug at some point they change their mind and they pull it off the market and they don't sell it um so why so, so why does that happen and how do you how do you avoid that because as you might imagine if you're going to pursue buying a company or even if you're the one trying to sell the company there's a lot of time and effort and cost associated with that so why would somebody in the right mind go through the process? And it's, it's also very, it could be very invasive. You know, it's almost like, you know, I guess we can use the uh, analogy, Jack, of going to the doctor, you go to the doctor and you have no problem taking all your clothes off and putting one of those little, those little smocks on, you know, whatever they call those little dresses they give you in the hospital, Jack, right? With the gowns. End, the gowns <laughs> thank you. The back ends open, everything else. So you have no trouble doing that with a doctor, right? Cause that's what the doctor does. Well, you know, if, if somebody else asks you to do that, you probably you know, have some issues with that. But that's kind of what it feels like. I do who it is, I guess, right? Sorry, you, you might suggest it too. <laughs> Never, you're right. But in terms of when it comes to your company, it can often feel that all of a sudden again, you are you're if you're gonna sell and a potential buyer comes in, they're asking all kinds of uncomfortable questions, things you aren't used to maybe answering. And you're you gotta take everything off and show them what's going on. So why again? So why would somebody go through that process it could be very uncomfortable very painful very you know a, a lot of negative things <laughs> and eventually get to it but why would they go through that process and then and then pull out you know so they go through all the pain of it but they, they don't have the, the the reward at the end of of having the sale and so it can happen to anybody and, and i don't care how large or small the deal is and again you know i, I mentioned that not from just things i've heard or read about but again early in my career i was working on these multi-billion dollar deals there a lot of multi-billion dollar deals, Jack, that, that I was working on that didn't happen too. Okay. So it happens at those multi-billion dollar levels. It happens a lot more at the smaller levels, but the, the one article that kind of came out recently, and maybe, maybe you've seen it, uh, the owner of the the major league baseball team, the Los Angeles Angels, I don't know if they're still called Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. They changed their, their name years ago. It used to be the California Angels, right? And they tr- try to change it to get more of the LA, whatever it might, might be. But anyway, uh, the owner is a guy by the name of Art Moreno and his family's owned that for 20 years. And in the in the summer of 2022, they decided to put the company up for sale, the the the, the team. And it, it got announced they they hired a you know a firm to help them kind of do this stuff. And just recently here in January of 2023, announced it came out that they have decided to to pull it from the market, that they're gonna stay on as owning the team. And why? Right. So he bought the company from, I guess they bought it from Disney for less than $200 million, Jack. And the estimates they have for the value right now, you want to guess what, what the value estimates might be on, on this? It's was $200 and that they bought it for 20 years ago. What do you think a Major League Baseball team is worth now?
0: Well, it didn't go backwards. I know that. Uh,
1: right. <laughs> no, it didn't. Couple billion, right.
0: couple billion here, a couple of yeah. billion there. That's yeah, about right. That's...
1: Yeah, there's about, there's about ten times a ten times increase in value, Jack. So the the, the estimates that, that, that have been batted around is somewhere between two and three billion dollars, right? Wow. So amazing. Even with on the low the, the, the low end, there we're talking about a couple billion dollars. It's a ten times return on his investment in twenty years. That's pretty darn good, isn't it, Jack?
0: Sure you know, is, especially I mean, at that
1: base. Right. I was say yeah. If you put a couple thousand bucks down, and it becomes twenty thousand. You're excited, right? Well, imagine putting down less than two hundred million dollars and coming over two billion. Okay, so yet he didn't sell. Now he's he's seventy six, so you know that's still young these days, right? You know, you know, seventy six used to be old. It's not it's not, not say old anymore. So it can happen with that. And there's also a recent deal last year. You may have followed a little bit when I mentioned the whole buyer's remorse thing. You remember that that little company called Twitter? I am guessing you guys all heard, heard heard of Twitter and this guy Elon Musk. And if you remember the drama around there, where he initially made an offer for it, and then within a few months he pulled, he was he, he tried to back out. He was having buyer's remorse, right? And and they took him to court to try to make sure the deal was going to happen. And so the, the the deal closed before they wound up ha- having to go to court. So it can happen again at these big big companies. We we often may, may see those things, and and they could be entertaining to read about. But it happens every day, Jack, in the small business world. Small, where, you're right? Absolutely. Where somebody goes through this process, and and the the question part where we want to kind of address right now is kind of why does that happen? And so, and and some of the ways to whether it's you personally, you're starting to kind of think about that, or that's kind of bantering around, or all of a sudden folks are telling you, "Hey, hey, Joe, maybe it's time to be thinking about selling your business." Hey, Sally, you know, hey, you know, are you looking to retire? Also, there, there there's people around you that are starting to maybe put some thoughts in your heads about this kind of stuff, right? Um, so how do you know that it's kind of the, that right time or if you're pursuing as part of your growth strategy is to buy either competitors or or you know to expand your, your business or expand your geographic reach if part of what you're looking to do is buy companies it'd be important for you to know if that potential seller you're talking to is legitimate or not or are you going to spend 6 months kind of courting him and doing diligence and everything else just for the deal to fall apart at the last minute after you invested 6 months of your time and effort and you know dollars here and there in terms of I- I- advisors right so You'd want to kind of know, wouldn't you, if this is going to likely to happen or, you know, to help identify some of those red flags, pink flags, soft, whatever, but just to kind of, you know, caution you. So we want to kind of talk about that a little bit today to kind of give you some insight to that in terms of what we've kind of seen over the years. So um, <clears throat> so it's very emotional, Jack. So again, you know, if, if it's just the numbers for 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 Art Moreno to sell for, you know, two plus billion dollars, that seems like a pretty easy you know, 10 times return. That's, that's pretty simple from a logical standpoint. But from the emotional standpoint, let's get, you know, get out of the head and get into the gut and the heart a little bit. That's where the small business world lives.
0: Now keep it's, in mind we're we're closer to that emotion
1: with the, the companies and the deals we do.
0: You know, we deal with companies that are small, 25 employees or less. And we, we, uh, the the sale price isn't in the Wall Street numbers, you know, with too many zeros after the the first numbers. That uh, these are these are small businesses that remain small in many cases, and will remain small in many cases, and the owners are after they sell it, they kick themselves many times. That's that's one way. Even compiling and preparing these companies, which is what we do. And to Adam's point, many of them at the last minute back out or find excuses to back out. Uh, It's a very emotional thing with so many of these small business owners that scratch and claw and start, especially those that started from scratch and survived, uh, you know, several years. And all of a sudden they're starting to grow and they they jump on the opportunity, you know, to sell the company. And uh, then they regret it. 'Cause it's fun. It's a part of their soul. That emotion that, that that's involved and it's kicked up basically comes to bear. And they they regret it.
1: You know, and they gotta deal with
0: it. And and uh, that that again,
1: a string well, of emotions. You gotta be there. Well <laughs> so that assumes they actually get to the finish line, Jack, where they actually do sell. You're you're talking about it's afterwards where they start to kind of I'm talking about, you know, where it's it, it kills the deal. Right, where you you don't get to the finish line because of this. Okay, right? versus that your right. point, they're thinking afterwards. They're, they're it's like pining for the old days, right? It's one thing. Okay, now that you aren't there anymore, going through the the the, the pains every day, all sorts. Of, hey, I kind of I kind of miss those, right? But so when we meet an owner, Jack, and they'll talk about this, so that they'll say, you know, I'm kind of thinking about, you know, maybe getting out of the business. The first question we ask them, or almost the first question, it's certainly in the first few questions. It's just, okay. Well. So what are you planning to do next? All right, that's usually our, that's our question. And, and here's where the red flags come out, okay? So if you ask somebody that, hey, I'm looking to sell my company, you ask them, okay, what are you planning to, to, to do next? And if they if they say something of this version, which is, I just want to retire and fill in the blank, okay? It could be that, hey, I want to travel or spend more time with my family or volunteer, what was we were talking to, to, to a guy a couple days ago? I mentioned the, the three G's. Do you remember the, what the three G's were? He's yeah, yeah no, like, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember him saying the
0: three G's. I never heard that before.
1: One of them uh, was grandkids, gardening, and golf. That's what it was. Golf, gardening, right. and grandkids. That's G's. right. That comes back and talk about. So, okay, so some version of that too, right? Okay, so if you hear that, take a step back, slow things down a little bit, right? Because that's usually a big, big red flag to us, because <clears throat> That really means that they have no idea what they're going to do when they aren't running their business anymore, day to day. Yeah, they're just they're saying what they think the right answer is to say. Yeah, you know, much like you know you've shared on the show a number of times, Jack, and I. Know you've shared obviously off there a bunch of times when people ask you when you left corporate America at the ripe age of thirty nine, like why did you do it? Right, and you you say rightly. You say, well. I don't know, right? But I make up a reason now, right? (laughs) I make up a reason now that kind of justifies it. And and you start looking back, you know, several decades. Okay, you kind of of crap that story. But they don't know. They often don't know, right? So so that's often a big kind of red flag. So that's one of the first things that that we start with. Okay, so now what? You know, what are you going to do? Because we see it all the time. So that dreaded R word of retirement. And what does it really look like? So for an entrepreneur who's been most likely working since they were a teenager Jack and they've you know that's been every day pretty much you know for decades and again it sounds kind of wonderful to say oh, okay take me away and things will be things will be okay you know but what are you what are you gonna do what do you what do you do you know and so if they haven't and and, and that question, they can still kind of push it off a little bit at the early stages of, of maybe contemplating selling, but if, as it starts to kind of become closer, where it's like, oh, this deal may actually happen, Jack. Okay, well, well wait a minute. Okay, I start backing away. Well, because I don't know what I'm going to do now. What what happens? Okay, if we're going to close the deal at the end of this month, you know what happens at the, the first of the next month? Like, where do I go? What you know, you know does my my spouse really want to be spending more time with me. You know, I, I, I I'm already kind of driving her nuts now as it is, you know, you start having all these kind of doubts because it's not clear. You need to have something driving you to, to, to kind of pulls you to say, Hey, I'm selling this. You know, so you know, talk about your experience a little bit, Jack, because again, you, you not only bought, fi- bought, fix up the companies, you also sold the companies. Right. And we were, as we were preparing for the show, you said you, you didn't have any seller's remorse. You were, and I think a big reason why is because you kind of had you had what was next. Right? You weren't selling and then just kind of well, you did after the fifth one. You tried after after the fifth one. You tried <laughs> you tried you tried, the, you tried the golf and the gardening thing. You didn't have grandkids at that point, did you? But you had the golf and the gardening thing kind of. Right. You're, you're a great living example of this in terms of <laughs> hey, it's not all it's not all it's kind of cracked up to me, but for you, you had that next kind of deal or thing in mind that was pulling you, you as hey, I you know. My work is done here, right? <laughs> I can now move on to the next thing. But uh, <laughs> you know, I don't put words in my. Mouth, that's kind of you know, as as I understand, kind of where you're at. That's a big part of it for you. Was you had that next thing to kind of go to. That's a big deal. yeah well,
0: that's uh, that's right. That 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 makes all the difference in the world. And you usually this is the first time event for people, so they try to do the research that. Would come with amateurism, if you will. And they, they don't, you know, 70% of small businesses don't make it past two or three years. That's because the owners don't know business. And now they're trying to evaluate a, a, a purchase by somebody of their company. And it's going to be very difficult to draw that from that well, because that well is pretty well dry. You never filled up with
1: anything. So yeah, the three G's. I remember that. <laughs> right. Yeah. You were hoping for grandkids maybe at some, at some point, you know, but you know, your, your kids are still young enough. You are hoping that they weren't having them anytime soon. Right. <laughs> at that point. Now it's okay. But yeah, back then, maybe not so much. But how, so, how do you avoid, how do you avoid well, this? How well, can you avoid this buyer's well, remorse well, so, so, or again, seller's
0: remorse? Excuse well, me.
1: So, so one of the things as I was going to say, you know, so this, this could all be telling not to do it because they, they aren't sure where they're going to go now. The thing that trumps all that, Jack, is you give them an offer that they can't refuse. You kind of pull that Don Corleone from the Godfather Adam, right? Okay. You give them an offer that, that, that they can't refuse. It's enough money that it it buys them time that, hey, you can sell this thing and not do anything for whether it be the rest of your life or the next decade and be fine. It's okay, So it gives you time to to figure it out. So that can often trump it, but let me come back to that, that whole price thing. Because again, like I said, price price usually is not the issue, Jack. You know, in terms right. of that's you know, right. <clears throat> again if, if I think most people assume that's that's the case right so if you if you investigate some of these these bigger uh you know, public deals right so I'll come back to to the angels for a second they, you know well gee he, he didn't want to sell jack because of, you know he only got offer for 2.2 billion instead of 2.5 billion they, okay really is that is that do you really think that's that's the issue yeah again it, it's it's rare that it's that uh you know unless we've met a a number of owners, Jack, that have an idea of what they think their company is worth that has no basis in reality, right. That it's, maybe it's based on all the the blood, sweat and tears of time and money that invested into the business or how much they owe to, to lenders. Or again, maybe it's some magical number for them in terms of, Hey, if I had X dollars, Jack in the bank, I can retire comfortably kind of thing. Right. You know, short of that, um, usually it's not necessarily the price that's really kind of causing this. So don't, don't be fooled by that because, you know, price is, a, is important, but you know, I don't think it's as important as some of these other issues. Like we're, like we're talking about the whole idea of what are they going to be able to do next? So I think if you, if you get that one figured out, if you can't get beyond and get comfortable with what, what that person is going to do next, I we would say tread very lightly with that, right? Don't, don't get all excited about you have a potential deal here because you probably don't. And the question is how soon, does that seller get the remorse is it you know is it is it the first week is it or is the week before closing kind of thing right and either way it's going to be painful for you. well as, a, as the seller gets more educated through the process again
0: you're a small business owner you know your product you know how to sell your product but you don't not only don't really know but you don't really like the administrative part of it the planning the numbers and and the, the HR you know you don't want that stuff. But now you're going to put a value on this company. And basically, one side knows what they're doing, the other side doesn't. And that's why these things have to be, you just got to be careful with it. You got to talk to, to people who have sold a company or bought a company and can can start to at least make you know what you don't know. And so much of that is is the basis for having a deal that, is going to generate remorse because they don't know, and they start to think finally once in their life uh, about what this would entail and the changes, and it it gets pretty daunting. It really well, does. That's why these last minute deals and and turnarounds and the whole remorse idea comes about.
1: Well, should should we we, we exume uh, Bob Barker, or should we ask Drew Carey? About the Price Is Right, right? You know is that what it comes down to. Hey, this yeah you know, we can guess we can guess what it's going to be. That's what it often is like, right? Because you have people that they're, they're pictured them standing right there in front of the stage. You're going to guess. Some folks are more knowledgeable than others, right? that's your point, so you know understanding what that kind of looks like. And so again, it's important to have an idea of what that. Again, I'm not saying price is not important, but don't overemphasize the the importance of it. Um, another thing that I think people might be surprised by, um, is what's probably more important is who. When I say who, it's, I'm not being an owl here, but it's who, who's, you know, who's going <laughs> to buy the business? Coming back to the emotional part of this. So, you know, if, if, if the owner has started the business and birthed the business and grew the business, it becomes like another child for you. Okay. Because very, very emotional. And so as the, as the potential seller here, you want to make sure that the right person buys the business, Jack. So now what does that mean? Well, it depends what's important to that, to that seller. Right. But in their in their eyes, it might be the person that's going to care for the business and the employees and the customers and the vendors just the way that this current owner is doing it, right, or has done it over the years. But it's often that that when, when we talk about this, and there's an opportunity that comes up with, with our clients, we say, look, go meet the owner, and your number one job is to get that owner to like you. Why? Well, because you we want to make sure that the owner thinks that you're the kind of person that is the right person to to run their business going forward. Because guess what? If they don't like you, even if you offer them a crazy price, they might not sell it to you. Because it's that emotional. Because you know, if they think I've spent decades, Jack, building this thing up, and you're the wrong you're the wrong guy coming in to buy the things, you're gonna you're gonna screw everything up in six months or six weeks. As you and said everything. they start worrying about that, that's right, right. So, again, it's it, it, it might sound silly to those of you who maybe haven't been through this before, especially in the small business world. It's like, how could somebody turn away? Maybe again, we aren't talking about billions, but a few million, Where? how can they turn that away? Because in their mind, it isn't the right person, it's it, it happens a lot, so you got to make sure and just be aware of that, be aware of that emotion. So, if you're that seller, be aware that that's a, a bias that you have that you want to find. That right person it's almost like trying to find the right spouse for your kids right you want to help them find the right spouse because you can kind of see it well you don't know but it's- nobody nobody can do it better than you you know with this
0: and and that's what gets in the way that's what creates the emotion right yeah you know, literally tears tears and bad feelings when it should be good feelings it's it's amazing how that works
1: well and i think very closely related to that jack it's something we talk about a lot, and we see is one of the, one of the big pitfalls with with, with transitions um, is having some sacred cows, mm-hmm. All right? So I've got hey, I want people who I want some folks who are going to be taken care of, right? Like I almost want like lifetime employment for certain people, or you know a contract for somebody, you know, for the next five years because I got, you know hey, it's my cousin, you know, my cousin, my cousin Larry here. You can't hold on a job, but you know I've been supporting him for the last ten years, and heaven forbid if he, you know, if he can't come to work every day and you know make $100,000 doing whatever the heck he's doing, it's going to be bad, right? So all of a sudden, they start to, you know, and those can all be worked around. That can all be priced into the deal. Right? And you start to see how much they care about those sacred cows, Jack, when the purchase price starts to adjust a little bit. But if you have a lot of those kind of sacred cows, again, it's often those, you know, employees or certain folks internally that the seller wants to take care of. Not take care of in the mafia sense, you know. The Take care of it. take. You know. that's, that's right. Maybe maybe he does with the with the mafia. <laughs> right. Put their put their arms around and give you know and be able to kind of give them a hug, right? So there can be some sacred cows there. So part of what you want to look for is you know to see what what are those hot buttons and how emotionally char- you know charged are they in terms of being you know really caring about. It. It's often like I said, it's usually the certain employees where again it becomes paternal or maternal where they feel that way towards their employees. And so be aware and asking questions about those things to see what, and and, and they'll usually say what when we ask them that, Jack? Oh, nothing, everything's fine. You know, there's nothing off limits, right? All of a sudden I poke here, poke there. Oh, wait wait a minute, I found a couple, right? So it might take a little longer to figure that one out. It's harder to to maybe um, find out day one. There's almost
0: always, right? There's almost
1: always,
0: uh, remorse. I mean, there's uh, degrees of it. It comes up at different times. But there's always that did I do the right thing kind of thing. And yeah, it's a big deal. It's always there. It doesn't always unsurface, but it's always there. People keep guessing, double-guessing themselves and, and uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an issue. We've seen it often. We see it every time.
1: To some degree so, so one of the other areas this is something that was actually quoted and i don't know if it was the tweet that was sent out by by art moreno he used the term unfinished business all right there's unfinished business okay well that's a pretty common thing too you know as the owner of the you know a lot of times the potential seller doesn't doesn't even really want to sell as we mentioned before you know it's people around them who are advising them that hey this might be a good thing to be looking into or and, and, and kind of checking it out um but they in their minds they, they aren't done yet. They haven't accomplished whatever that they, you know they want to accomplish. Even if they've accomplished some, some really good things, there's there's maybe kind of more more to it. And so, you know, as you listen to them talk about kind of where things are in the business, usually you can get a sense. You know, again, we've been doing this a lot, you know, we've met a lot of owners like this, Jack. So we can almost kind of sense pretty quickly if somebody's if they're just worn out and ready to go, versus uh, you know, there's there's still some uh, tread on those tires, so to speak, Jack. I mean they they're, they're they have more things that, that, that they want to accomplish and they really enjoy owning and running the business day to day, but they are going through this process because, you know, people are telling them that they're supposed to go through it. So get a sense of that in terms of, again, it, it, again, a lot of things we're, we're touching on today are very, very emotional, but they're, you know, we, we had a client, you know, years ago, we kind of took through this process. We, we were kind of talking about it and and it had some really good growth in the business and, and, You know, we started talking about, well, you know, kind of what, you know, what else do you want to do? You know, still relatively young, you know, know, he was in his 40s and we're, you know, know, what what things are you you kind of looking at? So he decided to go through a little process like this where he kind of reached out to some folks and he talked to some folks who might be interested in buying his company. He he had a sense to kind of go through that a little bit of poking and prodding and questions that that got asked. And he came back to this unfinished business thing, Jack. It was almost like, hey, you know, I'm not, you know, I still have things that, that I want to do with this business. And the folks I'm talking to really aren't going to help me necessarily get there. Right. Okay. So yeah, I'm not ready yet. Yeah. But it, it was helpful for him to go through the, go through the process for, for a few months of kind of just talking to folks and exploring it and you know, getting out of his own head and kind of seeing what the folks in the marketplace were saying, but it helped him. You know, so again, it's whether you're the potential seller here or you're a potential buyer, looking at this. It's just something you want to be aware of, because again, it's something you want to make sure you get comfortable with that you can, relieve any stressors or pressures there. Because again, the, uh, on the flip side, the seller is worried about you as the buyer having buyer's remorse, right? In terms of, hey, well, I'm going to walk with the deal. It's okay, well, they're getting ready to cash that check. It's like, wait a minute, get back here, right? Um, and so, you know, and and deals will often die. They, they, they die, come back to life. It happens, you know, it has to happen at some point. Um, so it's a normal course of the business, but understanding why they are just being aware of it or knowing what to expect is a big part of it that's you know as you were saying at the outset here jack a big part of what we what we do with our clients help bring you know decades of experience of not only things that you and i've been through personally but things that you know uh clients are has been through and yeah you, know, you said you hadn't really you didn't really experience this, this personally jack now uh, you may have experienced with some of the guys you'd, you'd bought from or, or maybe not you know i know you're on that side yeah that side of me the...
0: yeah they they uh in all cases, it was, boy, did I do the right thing? That's the that's the question mark they have in their head that won't go away. And they, they talk to their buddies who have no idea what goes on with uh, an acquisition, especially small ones like this, and they get more nervous. But it's done. It's just, you know,
1: on the buyer's end. Well, we, mm-hmm. we had seen that a little bit with with the company that that Shan I just bought last summer, Jack, and and the the, the owner had turned it back to the franchise you know, before we got involved. But we were dealing with her afterwards, kind of getting some supplies and some other stuff with it. And as we were talking to her, you could just tell she really, really, you know. it was a tough choice, you know, it, 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 you, know the, the, you know, when she did get rid of it. And just talking to her, you can kind of see there's there's a lot of fire still there where she, you know, she regrets it. So, you know, I, you know, I think it's not like she had a choice, but just. She wasn't ready to necessarily give it up, and she had to, and, and, and it was very, very apparent in her eyes. And as the new owner, I'm thinking, "Hey, that's great, but we're, you know, we're we're, we're looking ahead, right? We're kind of, you know, we're we're doing our thing." Um, but it's a it's a big deal. We see it a lot. And if you talk to anybody who's been involved in deals, they'll probably talk about it. Um, but your point, it's good to to talk to folks and see, you know, you know, maybe talk to some folks who've who've sold and kind of what you know, how do they feel about it. Are they, are they experiencing it still they're still pining for those old glory days of sure that's a that big event up? it's it's a lifetime event for most people you know we right. get involved in that
0: yes so,
1: so yeah so like i said you know this is one of the areas that that jack and i specialize specialize in when it comes to small business and we're we're pretty unique when it comes to that from, from, from a business standpoint from a coaching standpoint because of what we have experienced with the biggest of the bigs and smallest of the smalls and and, and coming to that emotional uh, piece that, that is the small business world and a lot of those emotional things that can kind of get in the way and the seller's remorse part of this and, and be able to ferret it out and, and be able to save yourself some 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 time and heartache and some dollars. If you can avoid kind of going down the road with some of these things where you, you should be able to figure out sooner that they've got that seller remorse issue. And come back to our, to our, our, our opening point about, again, it's uh, what's next. What's next to that owner and start Digging on that from day one. And if you can't get comfortable with that, I'd say tread very lightly. Don't put it in the bank quite yet because it's, you know, the likelihood of it happening, you know, that that's that not quite ready yet. And uh, stay in touch with them. But, you know, it, it may take a few months or a few years. Who knows? Um, but when they're ready, you'll know. And it, it's it's sometimes hard to say, Jack. It's one of those things that, you know, there's a feel thing to it, right? You know, when you kind of look at somebody that you just kind of know that they're, they're ready. You know, and uh, it, it's important to be able to have that, to know, because again, as that deal comes to life and dies, it comes back to life again. As long as you're confident that the seller is going to sell, you can keep pushing forward. If you're questioning whether you're going to sell or not, you start questioning yourself, what the heck am I doing? You know, why am I wasting my time on this thing? It's never, I wanted it to happen, that, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> that's what it would be too, a waste of time. <clears throat> so that's an
0: important starting point you know, just uh, get the the human side of it all out on the table somehow, some way, but know what you're getting into. Right.
1: Excellent. Okay. All right. So that kind of covers at a high level, some sellers and more stuff for you to kind of think about. But uh, um, if you like what you heard today, uh, this is episode 354, by the way, so we have 353 other episodes. Most of what you like today is where they they, they stand the test of time where it's it's good small business principles that help you kind of grow and sustain your you know your, your small business so if you can get all those prior episodes at our website dirty you'll notice on the website there's an episodes tab you click on that uh that that uh that tab there's also a search bar you can type in whatever thought question comment you've got so for instance if you put in sellers remorse this podcast comes up so it'll show whatever podcast we have out of the 350 plus that we have that will cover your topic if you don't find anything that suits you you can feel free to email us at radio at MaximumVP.com or you, can eat, or you can call us Sorry, at 330-849-0670 and ask the question. We can either answer the question for you directly or we can do like we did today, put together a show for it because chances are if you have the question, somebody else does as well and they'll be happy that you asked it for them. Uh, better yet, if you like to get to your smart device, uh, whatever your favorite podcast player might be, iHeart, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, if you go and search for Dirty Secrets of Small Business, you can subscribe to the show. You can leave a review, tell us how wonderful it is, how much you enjoy it. That'd be great too. But it'll deliver the new show to you. We usually drop a new show every Thursday morning. So it'll be delivered right to your smart device. You can get all the old episodes there as well. So appreciate you listening. And we'll be talking with you all next week.
0: Bye-bye. Good meeting.